this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to coffee number five. Today, I'm super excited because, you know, I always say that I'm not that young anymore. And I love that someone took that concept and took it to the next level, actually, and, and thought that we're better, not younger. So let me introduce you to Sol Soles Gonzalez, uh, that I also found out that she's a fellow Latina. And so welcome to Coffee Number 5. Thank you, Lara. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so happy to have you here because I'm, I want to know a little bit about your story. And you, you found the problem that you actually had and, so, and you created a solution. Yes, absolutely. So I, I actually created Better Not Younger out of my own need uh, when I couldn't find products that would work with my hair. Uh-huh. Like when I hit my 50s, um, I had actually spent over 25 years working in the industry. So I had worked with many of the big brands like Pantene and Herbal Essences and L'Oreal. And I realized that brands and products that worked well for me that weren't working anymore and it's because my hair had changed, just like the rest of my body was changing. My skin was changing, my body, my sleep patterns. Yeah, um, tell me about it. So I decided to um, learn a little bit more about what was going on with hair as we age. And as it turns out, a lot goes on. So we all notice kind of the grain. That's sort of the obvious sign. Uh, but there's so much more than than the loss of pigmentation. You have uh, follicles that are shrinking. So your hair grows thinner. You have follicles mm-hmm. that are going into the dormant or the shedding phase more often and for longer. So you're experiencing hair loss and you may be experiencing um, hair that just doesn't grow. Um, our bodies are producing less oils or natural oils. And so that impacts the dryness of your scalp and the dryness of your hair. So your hair will be more brittle, more prone to breakage. You're going to get more frizz. All of this is happening at the same time. And it also is happening at a time when you're probably doing the most harm to your hair because you're coloring very often. Yep. You're using a lot of stylers to compensate for what used to be your hair that you can't manage anymore. So I, you know, I kind of call it the perfect storm um, against your hair. People don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, I love also, I was looking at your website that you have a quiz that they help you to go through the trajectory of understanding the problems in your hair, because sometimes it's like my hair falling, but you don't realize that you have other issues in your hair. Like it, you can get dry scalp, like you said, or like why it's happening, how much you're coloring. Like, for example, I absolutely hate to see my gray hairs and I have dark hair, so you can see it really well. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, oh, I see dark hair. I need to do something about it. A great hair. Yeah. So, great. How did you go about creating your own line and strategizing and also to put it out there? It, how, what steps did you take? Sure. Um, so the first thing, I mean, I, 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 first thing I did was really understand also the demographic. So, you know. Okay how how big is this segment of people and it turns out that it's very very big because you know whilst marketers have been focused focusing so much in millennials and and gen z's the reality is that there are um a lot of women in this demographic over 80 million women in the u.s alone are mm-hmm. over 40 
Um, they also have a lot more spending power than the younger consumer. They invest a lot. And so to me, that said, okay, there's a market out there. Then I realized I, I did a little bit of, um, you know, researching and I realized that there weren't any brands that were really speaking to her. And, and in the beauty industry in general, the only sort of the beauty standard is usefulness. So it's always about looking younger, right? And I felt yeah. that there's a bit of a disconnect there because women still want to participate in the beauty industry. They want to be a part of this, but they're constantly told, you know, by a 25-year-old what you need to do to stay young. And so um, that also led to the na- the creation of the name. So calling it Better Not Younger was the the move towards kind of speaking towards this feeling that many women in my age group have, which is like, I just want to look the very best I can. I don't necessarily want to look younger. I, don't, I will not look younger. It's impossible, well, right? Well, I think it's impossible to look younger. You can age graciously. Right. You can age whatever way you want to age, but you always want to feel confident. You want to feel like the very best, whatever makes you feel good. If yeah, you, uh, people may be Botox for other people, maybe just graying, you know, letting their gray hair, but whatever it is, you want to feel like you are in control, that you have, you know, um, control over how you look. Um, uh, so how did you start the process? Because you have tons of SKUs. You have so many products yeah. now. Did you start with a line or we started with one product? How did you start? Actually, I started with most of the products that I have. There are about uh, 12 SKUs. And the reason for that is because, um, first, I, lo- I just love creating products. But also it's because I realized that there wasn't like a one single silver bullet solution to all the hair problems and that would be very you know a misconception to think that you you, you use this product and everything is going to be fine and so um our products are were designed around the the three areas that, that impact the hair one is the scalp so the scalp has everything to do with the hair you're going to get in the future right so the hair is being produced by the follicles and then the hair that grows depends on the conditions that you get your scalp at that point right so you want to tackle that then you have the usual the signs of every day so the dryness the freezingness the oilness uh this this whatever condition you may have that bothers you like itchy scalp and so our line of shampoos and conditioners and stylers are designed to deal with all the signs of your aging hair and then finally, we also have supplements because supplements are critical to the health of your hair. People may not realize it, but the hair really depends on the nutrients in your body. And as we age, our bodies become less efficient in taking those nutrients from your food. And so that's why you need to supplement with the vitamins and, and zinc and, and uh, magnesium and whatever iron, whatever deficiency your body may have even if you're eating really well. So that's that's how we ended up with the lineup. Um, the way I created the products is I partnered with a scientist who was uh-huh. in the beauty industry who worked with me um, part-time, then full-time, then part-time. And um, she, she was really passionate about the idea. So she helped me create um, the formulation working with with the lab that actually produced the product. So one of the big issues of creating a product is quantities that you need to create so, so much. And in your case, that you created so many products, how did you work with the quantities? Well, I mean, I, I, I had to, 
make a bet in in the sense of like I ended up purchasing a lot of product at the beginning that perhaps I didn't know whether it was going to sell. Uh, but you know, I I negotiated as best as I could with the lab that was going to produce, trying to get it down to maybe runs of three thousand units or five thousand units. But then the bottle production is also an issue. You also they also have very large MOQs, which are the minimum order quantities. Uh, but I had to like put the money um, together, raise some funds with some friends, and then lean forward and and did the first purchase. And quite honestly, the first uh, batches we sold within maybe six months or so. So we we were able to deplete that, and then we knew more. We have how, little... how did you do that first approach to selling? Who was your target audience? How did you know who to go to? Well, we we opened up our website. And then we started marketing um, through digital marketing, little by little, putting ads on Facebook primarily, on Instagram, which back then they were actually very efficient. You could uh, run advertising, invest a dollar, and you would get like a dollar back in sales or a dollar fifty back in sales or two dollars. So little by little, we started spending maybe a hundred dollars a day, then two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and so right, on. This is something I love that you're saying this because people think that it is you put the website out there and it will work by itself, and it's so not true. You need to have um, marketing money besides the cost of creating the marketing and your team. And I'm not saying this as an agency owner because it's my business, but also it's something that I see all the time with people come uh, to us and they're not considering their marketing budget for advertising. Yeah, I mean, acquiring customers is very difficult. Uh, more after the privacy changes that Apple implemented, the iOS 14. And so, yeah, if you're not able to invest, you're never going to get people to to see. If you Google better not younger today, you're going to, you know, immediately get, if you Google a, a lot of uh, terms that you Google, you will find better not younger shown there. But that was not the case at the beginning. You have to advertise. So you have to uh, put content out there. You need to be investing in PR as well so that you get yeah. talked about. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, and it will take you time and money because it's not going to happen. It's a slow process to get your PR, to get you the real PR that you're not paying for an article to that hard earned PR. It takes time. Yeah, I mean, we this we're in start we're going to be four years next month, this month actually. So uh, yeah, it's taken us years of investing and you know trying many things to to get to where we are. Yeah, uh, how many years are you in the business? Four years. And where are you selling right now? So right now we sell uh, online Amazon. We're in 700 Ulta stores, 760 Ulta stores, expanding into more. And then on uh, HSN, Whole Shopping Network. That That's amazing. And in all that in four years, that's an yeah. incredible growth. So what's next for you? So right now, our, our priority is to consolidate Ulta because, we're, as I say, we're expanding into like 600 more stores, so full distribution more SKUs, more products, more shelves. And so really making that work, it's it's a lot of work um, executionally and then and then support it, support it with marketing so that we can really um, make it successful. Um, so in terms of, let's talk about those little 
things that people don't know when you create a brand? What are those things that, oh, I didn't know that I didn't, I need this. What were those unexpected or surprises or not great surprises? A lot of surprises. Um, well, you talked a little bit about MOQs and the, the quantity. So most manufacturers will ask you minimum orders of 5,000 units or 5,000 or 10,000 bottles and things like that. So, um, and payment terms are not very favorable. Usually you have to put the money up front. So that was one thing. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, creating a website requires, it's a lot of work as well. You have to create a lot of assets, a lot of storytelling, a lot of photos, a lot of everything to be able to tell your story. And you have to constantly uh, monitor and track it and update it and change it. And so that that is a, a lot of work. Um, another surprise for me was um, you have to have insurance. Oh, yeah. So if you're going, any retailer that you go to will require that you have insurance. Yeah, even Amazon. Even Amazon. So you have to have insurance and insurance is also costly. Um, what else? You have to know also that uh, we were talking about this earlier, that there may always going to be some smart attorney here and there that is trying to go after you for something you said or did not say or do. And so you have to be very careful with what you the clients that you make plans what you say what you don't say how you say it and be always very um sure that you have the data to substantiate or some type of support um let me ask you a question two more things that um, a lot of people don't take in considerations like to go to trade shows are you doing any trade shows we never we have never gone to a trade show because we I was able to contact um, some, I was able to get the distribution that I wanted, which was sold there without it. Mm -hmm. But if, if you don't have that, then it definitely uh, going to a trade show gets you a lot of visibility. How, just, how did you get yourself into Ultra? I I had met somebody through some other present, uh, meeting in the past that uh, was ended up working at Ulta. So I contacted her and, and started conversations and that's how we... That's yeah. amazing. That's a, that's really impressive. And see, that's why it always is important to network and to talk to people. You never know. Absolutely. Yes. Always network. That's one thing that I always do all the time. Absolutely. Um, do you think, because there's so many of these space of the beauty industry, it's like everyone wants to be in. Do you think anyone should just come and try to have a beauty product out there? What would you recommend them to do before they make that decision? Because I see a lot of people interesting, interested in having a product that they are, but they are not thinking about the distribution or the cost. And like we were talking earlier before the podcast about having photography or the right images or working with influencers, everything is costly. So you Very, have a plan. Yeah. I think the most important thing is to understand that you do have a differentiated idea, that you're, you're there's something special about your proposition that your um, value proposition is unique and it will stand out and that you have a real brand. I mean, you may have a wonderful product, but if you don't know what, how to explain it or how to say it, then it doesn't go anywhere. But the same token, if you have a really, really nice 
brand idea, but the products don't really deliver then the same thing. So I always say you need to have the fundamentals, right? And that is to have a, a an idea that's new, different in the market and a product that supports the benefits that you're offering in a identity of the brand that stands out. And so like, I see many brands still being launched under like clean beauty, like clean skincare. And there's a million brands already saying clean. That was distinctive 10 years ago. Now, well, and and that's say, changed and that claim, it can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and that it's changing. And also, you know, everybody's claiming it. So it's not yeah. differentiated. It's important, but it's not different. And so uh, it's important that you have a point of difference in the market. Otherwise, you're just going to be a me too. And uh, then you're not going to win the the investment war yeah. against somebody else, you know, unless you, you're a super millionaire and you're willing to throw money at whatever. But if you're just counting on the the brand to, to tell the story, then you have to start there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here in Coffee Number 5. I really enjoy spending time with you and learning more about your brand and your all the information that you share with us and you guys out there, I really hope that you were able to learn from this amazing experience. Thank you so much for having me. And to you guys, again, I'll see you next week in more Coffee Number 5. Bye there. Find everything you need at larashmoisman.com or in the episode notes right below. Don't forget to subscribe. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.